Hey, y'all, it's Princess again. And I know that I cannot wait to get back into all of our geeky goodness with my beloved Tessa next week. While you wait, however, why don't you listen to another episode of Geeked Unlocked Cobra Kai? Hiya! See you next week. XOXO! Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Alana Pierce, and this is Cobra Kai Unlocked, where Netflix Geek gives you an exclusive look into the shows you love. Today, we're talking season five of Cobra Kai. And hey, are you afraid of spoilers? Well, fear does not exist in this studio. But spoilers do, you've been warned. <laughs> we are just about to talk with Daniel San himself and FBI agent Johnny Lawrence. But I think what's different about this season and the other ones is he's empowered by whiskey and white claw. Psychoanalyze Terry Silver. Terry Silver starts picking him apart, and it's it's that psych warfare part of it. He gets inside his head. Witness the karate sensation taking over the valley and beyond. His motivations are all coming from a place of like, hey, you could be a supervillain too. It's a new era at Cobra Kai. Brainstorm a new dojo name. Okay, who would win a fight though? Savage butts or verbal insult? Talk about a fight, then another fight, then another one, and probably one more. Not sure. Who do you think would win in a fight between the three of you? Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna have to go with Una. Rehash the series' most badass finale yet, in my humble opinion. So put on your gi and get in the dojo. The show's about to begin. When they're not training in the dojo, they are fighting all over the valley, throwing rages, and having a good time. Welcome to the cast of Cobra Kai. How are you guys doing? Good, awesome. thank you for having us. Yeah. Of course, how does everybody feel about season five? Good. She's scared. It's a whirlwind. Scared? <laughs> scared. It's so violent. But it's great. <laughs> it's pretty epic. Yeah. Some yeah. people get, you know, really the, the crap kicked out of <laughs> I hope everyone's okay. <laughs> we had time months to heal. Of PT for the most part. And um, yeah. emotional, you know, damage. <laughs> All for you. Cobra Kai does have a rich history of attacks, slights, rivalries, vendettas, but perhaps none bigger than the feud between Miguel and Robbie. Mm. Let's take a look. Dude, I like these speakers. (laughs) Dude, I don't know how that didn't just knock you out. (laughs) He's too tough. That's it, fight's over. I like the idea that Johnny didn't like walk the stairs. Oh! Dude, they didn't get me thrown into the. Pure terror. I asked that they put the pterodactyl noise when I screamed right there, but they <laughs> worked against it. The eagle fang. <laughs> I always think like, what are the people who live upstairs thinking? Just like, what? Oh, not these. They're definitely kids. putting yeah. that on YouTube for sure. Yeah, yeah. They're like shut up. I seriously <laughs> like the idea that Johnny didn't like think to stand in front of the stairwell. Like of True. all things, uh, like the one like PTSD thing, I would be like, well, don't let them near stairs. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. 
He's still learning to be a dad at that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. He's still got and the air horn. I like yeah. his stop. Hey, stop that. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> stop it, it so up. Okay. Casual. He's so casual. He's so everything yeah. hey. you're asking. Hey, the, oh, wait, what did I? He's like, oh, shit, what did I start? What do you feel like the relationship between Miguel and Robbie actually goes from here? They clearly had a, a lot of tension and a lot of um, issues between not only themselves, but between their, their role models and their, their father figures. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, Robbie coming down with, with Johnny down to Mexico was kind of the first big stride that they took to, to try to reconcile. And then this, I think, was, was the last little nail in the coffin. They needed to have this conversation between the two of them because they really haven't had time to talk alone. It's always been with, with Sam or with Tori or with everyone else fighting. So now that there's a little bit of silence, I think they can get their feelings out. Finally walking through but it was patio. yeah Miguel forgave him really easily it was like all right hey it was just the worst day of my life and it was the worst day of your life too and I was like oh. <laughs> let's like, do escape rooms when together you, when you put it like that yeah right Mary Sam spent a lot of this season avoiding relationships entirely you think this is good for her how do you feel about it I mean I think you know I I like the idea that here's my thing I think that Sam's main relationship for me over the course of now looking back, you know, five seasons is that she's been in like a really long-term kind of chaotic relationship with karate. Mm. Um, and the rest of the relationships that have kind of come and gone throughout her life have been um, either really helpful or hurtful to that. And, and that like kind of being like a core uh, part of her personality. So I feel like, yeah, maybe romantic relationships she needs to, to still sort through. But I think the fact that she took a step away from that relationship was the one that like hit me really, really hard. Not to say I wasn't like sobbing in between every take of like the scene between Miguel and Sam. Like that was that was really tough to film, but it was it was more interesting to think of it in like this wide scope of like Samantha like really taking a step from from all the relationships in her life. And I think that can be very helpful and beneficial. And I also like the idea that um, she can sort through it and still come back to her home bases. Are you proud of her? I am. I am. I think Sam's, she's learning. She's getting through it. And I think that, you know, I really wish that I would have had a character like Sam at, you know, at that age. And, I, and that's kind of what I try my best to play to is the, this, the perspectives and stories that I, I think I could have really learned from. And I think the ability to not necessarily like put yourself as the only important thing. Like I think Sam's still trying to keep this like wide scope of helping everybody at once. But I think at the very least, like putting yourself first in that way can be can be helpful too as a trickle down effect to like all these other relationships. And I think that's the way that she can come back to things like karate and, you know, being around Robbie again, but in a positive way, possibly coming around to Tori in, in a more constructive way and, and definitely being able to come back to Miguel. It's a very sweet answer and also very relatable. Of course, all teen girls struggle with their relationship with karate. <laughs> yes. I've Hell yes. <laughs> it's really hard to let go. My dad's, you know, your first you know, true sensei. love. <laughs> yeah. We've all been there. It's tough. <laughs> uh, Jacob, for the past few seasons, we've kind of seen you flip-flop between Hawk, who we've come to be very afraid of, <laughs> and Eli. Why? He's so we lovable. want to bully. Yeah. <laughs> very, so cute. You fear me or you guy. bully me. Would pick one. <laughs> How does it feel to be back more on Camp Eli? It's more fun to play the villain. Mm. <laughs> I like you know, trashing Miyagi-Do and, you know, getting to bully people was really fun, you know? You yeah, get to do all it? this stuff that... Was you, it fun? Yeah, bro, dude, bringing his arm was awesome. <laughs> uh, no, it's cool. I actually really like it because I get to film with a lot of people that I normally wouldn't. You know, like, the fourth season was kind of my first time ever interacting with Ralph, really. Um, and same, like, having scenes with Mary, like, 
before that, it was just Mary kicking me all the time. <laughs> and now, Come at me, princess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but now I got scenes where we didn't have lines toward each other, just like looks. That's true. It's like sometimes you guys are very separated, even though you're all in the same ensemble piece. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really said a line to Mary besides yelling at her when she goes to visit Miguel. Hmm. I've had maybe like a couple lines with Peyton. Wow. And I've only, I think, had like... I'm trying to think of what I say to Tanner, like, prepare to face the fury of the hawk. I think that's, like, the only thing I've ever said to him. Great line, though. Yo, that's great. Like, Very important. That's in his nightmares. Like, he wakes up, he's like, oh, the fury. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like for all of you to work with people you haven't worked with before on the show? I mean, it's always crazy, you know? I, being in Miyagi-Do for so long, I only worked with Ralph Macchio, and I love Ralph, but I never really got to work with uh, Billy. What? Yeah, I, I work with you all the time. I was like, you had we actually, literally there were three people in yeah, Miyagi. Yeah, yeah, everyone else is okay. <laughs> One, yeah. two, three. Not good <laughs> no, not good no, enough. not good enough. Oh, okay. I, but I work with you outside of that. Yeah, I yeah, never yeah, get yeah. to work with uh, with Billy. Mm. And uh, finally, I got in season five. I got a little solo scene with just me and well, Dimitri and Johnny. And I think it's really fun to see their relationship together. Hey, thanks for being a dork or geek or, you know, whatever you identify as. Well, uh, they make us say nerds since uh, geek was already taken. Uh, they say stop working, Dweeb. Yep. Um, Peyton, this season, Tori, I feel like, has gone through a lot. It's been kind of rough to watch. You know, she's losing a lot of stuff, kind of losing herself a little bit of her identity and losing a boyfriend all at the same time. How do you feel about how she ended up tackling all of those conflicts? I think she was really doing the best that she could. I think she handled it really well, considering she's a high schooler and she's taking care of her mother and her brother yeah. and having the one figure, Crease, who was her mentor and guide in, you know, locked up in, in a way. I think she's handled it really well. I sometimes feel like she's the, the character who's going through the most and the most quietly. Like, how, how much of that do you internalize when you're going through some of these scenes? I think just like, in life, you can't think about it all at once. You know, you just have to shove it away and keep going. And I think that there's too much going on to think about it. You, you have to handle it as it comes, scene by scene. And that's just kind of how I, I handled it as well. One step at a time. One step at a time. But you have to take all that anger and you have to put it in your fist. Um, some other fun games that happened this season, there was that egg game, of mm -hmm. course, mm -hmm. which is very um, exciting to watch everybody actually work together, which doesn't happen very often. And speaking of egg game, Daniel and Johnny know that Miyagi Fang just wasn't cutting it. We're gonna help them in a little game that we're calling Name That Dojo. This is a game you guys are gonna play right now. Okay. I really thought you were about to bring out yeah, eggs, eggs, and I was like, I'm. We I don't know if I. An okay. egg okay. Egg. Stepping raw <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Wait, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, they're, they're actual eggs. Yeah. The eggs have basically an assortment of names, adverbs, adjectives in them, and okay. you need to pick only two words. Team them together, and you're gonna give me the coolest dojo name that you can possibly come up with. Let's get four. Ow! Oh, you brat! Did break? <laughs> you just kind of open up. Yeah. yeah. There's ice 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 ice. Pull them apart. Oh, these are so. <laughs> I can oh, thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Oh god. Get your eggs open. Okay, I have. I'm not timing it. Wait, is it hungry foot. <laughs> hungry foot. I think hungry is a good one. Okay. I got but hungry butt. Hungry yeah, butt. I'm swarm. Hungry wolf butt. I have a butt. <laughs> I, a butt. I, I like the alliteration, I like actually. Or what about 
Okay, we're both sincere. So slow, bro. That sounds like just a bullet. How many? Only two. Oh, no, only two words. I know. Oh. Yes. Okay. Savage, you have to use it. Okay. I really savage. want to throw in a word. Savage. 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 No. Really? No. No, no, no. Savage wolf. Verbal insult. No. Animals are so... Animals are so... The one you, the first one you said was the best. Stink. <laughs> Running out of time. Oh my God, right. oh, yeah, we we're have done. We're done. We're done. Yeah. We right, win. You guys want to go first? What is yours? You guys go we already, first. No, we oh. win. You guys go first. Oh yes. God. We're ready. Okay, okay. So, <clears throat> two of my favorite words were two words. Okay. In the pool. So we have, we are the savage butts. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. You're fine. <laughs> It's hard to beat that. Oh, yeah. we got Take it. that. You literally can't. You cannot beat it. Okay, okay. Some pizzazz. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Boo. We are the verbal insult block. That's three That's words. That's three words. This is it's a one part. piece of paper. Is there a hyphen? There's a take yeah. it one name. What? We can't be the verbal insult. Actually, <laughs> I think you could. Actually, fine. The verbal insult. The verbal insult. <laughs> <laughs> Hailing from Claremont, California. <laughs> well, all of you guys. I don't think you can we'll be give savage you butts. This is a lot harder than I expected. I didn't. I didn't expect well, to be savage butts. What was again? Come on. Savage butts. Savage butts. We That's... are the savage butts. Yeah. Okay. Who would win a fight though? Savage butts or verbal insults? I think being beat by savage butts is like I don't know. A way more there, aggressive. But like it's getting yelled at. Yeah. There's like a lot of. Oh, I've yelled at a few butts in my like, day. We're instilling yeah. it with anxiety and depression. If you're busy crying, you won't know where but we are. But it's a savage butt. I feel like I have to give it to verbal <gasps> insult just based on the warfare tactics. Oh! oh I'll show no, you. Verbal some insult. Yeah. Verbal insult. Verbal insult. Tons of fun. Uh, the season is absolutely awesome. Thank you all for joining me. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Please welcome Griffin Santo Pietro as newest member of Miyagi-Do, Anthony LaRusso, Una O'Brien, debate captain turned ruthless karate competitor, and Dallas Dupree Young as the future of Cobra Kai, Kenny Payne. Who do you think would win in a fight between the three of you? Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna have to go with Una. She is a fierce competitor. I would say that if it were like a fight to break out right here, mm -hmm. you know, I think Una's probably gonna win. Yeah. But then if, maybe if it's like a most dangerous game type of like chase situation, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I'm gonna like home yeah, alone you guys. Oh, you think oh, so? Okay. 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 All right. You can set little traps and you guys. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I love it. No, I mean, Dallas, I don't know. I think it'd be tough. It'd be close. It'd be close. Oh, oh that, what do you mean? Wow, well, 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 I think you, you went to the wrong side. That is funny. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. No, these guys are so good. They've all been, they've both been practicing, so. Yeah. Uh, Dallas Kenny starts out a very sweet, cosplay-loving Dr. Scribblebottoms, but is quickly turned into a karate monster. Can you talk about what it was like to play that transition for him? Being able to play two sides of the character was very special to me and it was, it was unique and challenging all at the same time, but I appreciate the creator, John, Josh, and Hayden for allowing me to explore the different avenues of Kenny and just allowing myself to get into the mindset of both the kid who struggled with bullying, which is a huge issue in today's society, and also the, the kid who d beats his bully in the end. So it was really cool playing those, uh, those two characters at which the same time. Which one are you more like? Which one am I most yeah. like? Oh. I'm gonna have to go with the kid who loves Dr. Scribble Bottoms and playing <laughs> video games all the time. I'm gonna have to go with that kid. You guys agree with that? He's not a monster? 
For Not the most a part, mind. right? Yeah. Most, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, fifty like percent of the time, we'll yeah. take it. Today's yeah. been fine. Yeah, for sure, for sure. 100%. Uh, Una, your character has been mysterious, but has shown some amazing intellectual and physical ability. What scene do you think best put that to the test for you? Oh, you know, I think right out the gate, that debate scene, you see that um, Devin definitely does not suffer fools. And um, I remember a lot of the takes they asked me, you know, oh, don't rip the book this time, but I just couldn't help it because she just has that physically aggressive energy. Definitely, she's super intimidating. I also agree that she could kick my butt of the three of you know. Yes, about. right. For sure. Griffin Anthony used to be video game obsessed, but karate adjacent member of the LaRusso family. Do you think Anthony ever had an interest in karate, just waiting to be recognized by his dad? I think that, especially in the earlier seasons, Anthony was able to see that this karate world has kind of been destroying his family's life, and I'm yep. sure a part of him did not want to get involved in that. But thanks to, you know, this guy, he kind of got forced into that world. See in season four that, you know, once he starts to get involved in this karate world, he starts to build more relationship with his dad. And I think that um, the two were kind of more intertwined than he thought that, you know, maybe he has to just you know jump jump into this karate world and then he can start to build this relationship with his family. It almost seems like he was like the last sane person. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now that's out the window. For all three of you, how did it feel kind of showing up in the spotlight in very bombastic ways alongside this already very well-established cast. It, it was really cool with the fact that everybody has been together for five years. They understand what it's like to be a new cast member on a TV show, so they understood where we were coming from at all times. But it was always nerve-wracking, especially that first day on set. There's mm -hmm. nothing like it, but something that I'll definitely never forget. Yeah. yeah, how about you? Oh, I think I think they were all just so um, welcoming and supportive and, and patient of us, so they really gave us uh, that extra time we needed on set and they're always there to give us advice and any tips whether it's acting or karate Yeah, I mean, you know when I was there the first season I was like kind of felt like that new mm -hmm. Really nervous and I thought I wasn't gonna feel that you know the season four and season five But I still end up feeling it because I think I kind of I was no longer just the kid on set You know, I had other people my age and it was really so I think that was a lot really exciting, you know, just as much as it was nerve-wracking. I was just really happy to really feel like a part of the cast more. How do you feel about the nerdy themes of the show if you guys play video games? Like, is that something that really drew you to it? Yeah, I mean, I love that Anthony and, you know, kind of used to be part of that, like, nerdy yeah. crew, you know? I mean, we have our Dungeon Master game, which is just D&D, which is kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was really fun to kind of be a nerd and, you know, maybe we kind of played the reverse where you were nerdy season four, and now I get more nerdy in season five. But yeah, I think that was a lot of fun. I think we're all pretty nerdy in real life, too. We really <laughs> yeah. are, in our own way. Outside of the show, what are you all like geeking out about right now? What are you, what are you watching, playing? What are you into? Okay, uh, so for me, everybody's going to be like, oh, that's so boring, but I love uh, video games. Mm -hmm. uh, sports, I'm a sports fanatic, so okay. basically, MLB The Show 22, NBA 2K23, that's about to come out, Madden 23. Nice. Uh, I geek out about those games, honestly. And then uh, TV shows, I just love Stranger Things. And, uh, yes. you know, Cobra Kai is pretty good, too. You know, it's, it's, it's a great show, if, I, yeah. if you ask me. <laughs> a little bit biased, but that's right. A little bit biased, but, you know, it's okay. It's all good. Uh, Una, how about you? What are you into? What are you um, watching? Well, I'm a swimmer, so you can find me in the water a lot. Uh, but uh, TV-wise, oh, I love Never Have I Ever. That's definitely oh, a favorite. Show. And Schitt's Creek is great, too. Oh, that's it's good. such a good show. Uh, Griffin, how about you? I'm a big fan. I just watched The Sandman. 
mm. on Netflix. I'm catching up on a huge that right fan, now. and I'm actually reading the book now. People are gonna get mad, but I watch it and then I read the book. But you know, it's loud. It's wow. Um, Such an Anthony move. Yeah, oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> I play some video games too. I'm not into the sports games. I'm more into like the campaign. No FIFA. Longer. Yeah. What's no. your favorite game? Spider-Man on PS4. Mm. It's like the best video game ever. All right. I, I wanted to to last ask you guys like how you feel about being you know part of the Cobra Kai legacy. It's obviously a really huge show. It's super popular. People love it. I love it. Yeah. Like what what does that mean to you? Oh, I mean, it's just being able to make these like lifelong friends now yeah. and getting to know a lot of like the older cast too. They've become uh, mentors for us, really. Yeah, no, yeah, like honestly, being a part of this cast is unbelievable and it's definitely been a whirlwind since the since day one, honestly. Mm -hmm. And then you, um, it, it's cool to have that balance of the young generation and new gen and older generation that has been here for a while. So. That's where we get our audience. It's like everybody loves Cobra Kai and the Karate Kid franchises. And then, like Una touched on, we we have the older mentors there for us at all times, and they're always supporting us. So mm -hmm. they're definitely a blessing, and just to be on the show is is incredible. <laughs> I think to see the fan reception to not only our characters but just the show in general. I mean, it's really something that connects all of these different generations of people. It's very beloved. Yes, is, it's yeah. got to feel awesome. Yeah, definitely. I well, I have so much faith in you, Cobra Kai Next Generation. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Thank you so much, much for having, having us. Great. What I'm offering you is legacy. What's up, Netflix Geeked? I'm John Hurwitz. I'm Josh Heald. And I'm Hayden Schlossberg. We're the showrunners of Cobra Kai. The way karate operas work, you know, they start kind of small and then they just take you on an emotional roller coaster. And I think in season five, we've just like kind of hit that that peak where like all of a sudden you know things uh things start to go crazy and go to places that you just could never imagine when watching the first season going into season five we knew we were going to have daniel larusso fight terry silver that was a big one that was looming and i remember us being on set and there being like a few takes in a row and we're feeling like okay that, that's pretty good that's pretty good but like are we gonna keep putting ralph through having to do this you know physical task and he was just like, he's like, here, one more. This is the one. This is the one. And we were, we watched, and he called his shot. He called his shot, and uh, and uh, he delivered. Rule number three: a man can't see, he can't fight. The exception of Miguel falling off the balcony in season two, and Kreese almost getting killed on Bridge of Snakes in uh, season three. We haven't really seen uh, any of our characters in true peril for their lives. Johnny is about to get killed by Terry Silver's henchman, the Fist. You know, it's gotten to that point of the karate opera, and he, you know, he needs to dig deep. He sees that photo, and it just revs him up, and he just unleashes everything he has. Since we started making Cobra Kai, it's always fun to find places for the legacy characters, but it's always crucial to us that they show up at the right time. Mike Barnes, we've been, people have been asking us every season, when's Mike Barnes coming back? When's Mike Barnes coming back? And we knew that once Terry Silver entered the picture, Mike Barnes would, would follow fairly soon after. Uh, you know, the key with Mike Barnes was, you know, having him show up in a way that's unexpected, giving you what you love about Mike Barnes, but also giving you some, you know, some new looks at this character that we knew in one way as just karate's bad boy in the past. Now we get to see him as a fully three-dimensional character. So to be able to have him come back, him have a battle with Chosen in a little bit more of a, a comedic way, and then, you know, have his life destroyed by, um, by Terry Silver. Mike? 
Barnes. <laughs> oh my, it's been a long time. Oh, I'd say you're keeping well, but all evidence to the contrary. That's what happens when someone burns your life to the ground. Terry Silver is definitely my favorite character in all of fiction, and I think the reason is because he comes off as this uh, supervillain bad guy, but on the other hand, he's so sophisticated and smart and, you know, an aspirational figure as a man. He believes he's doing good, kind of like what we sh showed with Sensei Kreese in the past, that he has a reason why he believes what he does with Cobra Kai. For Terry, you know, Terry was a, a weak young man who was, was scared at war, and these teachings made him strong. His motivations are all coming from a place of like, hey, you could be a supervillain too, like, and, and giving kids that kind of power. It's never too late to get the last laugh, right? We always try to, you know, stay grounded, and it just so happens that by season five, things have gotten to this place. You know, we never would have done some of this stuff in the first season, and part of the fun of getting to this point in our story where you're on episodes 40 through 50 is, the audience has been on this ride and stakes go higher and higher and higher. And now we've reached this point where we can, you know, bring in the fists, take things to an international level. We feel like we've earned this kind of heightened stage in the story. So for the fans who've been there, it's like, okay, it's not crazy that this is all happening because you've seen, you know, everything that's happened uh, up until this point. And so we're having fun being in that stage of the show where anything can happen and things, you know, can, can reach that level of life and death. All right, geeks, thanks for having us in your homes. Uh, we hope you enjoyed season five of Cobra Kai. See you in the valley. Please welcome William Zabka and Ralph Machu. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Good, how are you doing? Very glad to have you here. I'm so excited for everyone to see season five. What were your highlights of the season? This is the highlight oh, right here. This is the I appreciate that. <laughs> we made it. The fact that we finished right. the show, that it's out, and we're sitting with you is a highlight. That's magical. Yes. So you deal with some pretty serious villains in this show, but there is a very big difference between a bad guy like John Kreese and a villain like Terry Silva. But both deserve no mercy, and uh, they both deserve an elbow. Do you agree with that? Um, not always. <laughs> no, it's the Miyagi-Do and the, and the fang of it He's all. He's coming around. You know, I'm coming around. He's but coming some, uh, some mercy. He's right. He has some mercy, and that's actually a good thing. So he might not fully snuff out the candle at the end. So. Oh, I think you could have mercy and still snuff out the candle. Wow, really? I think it's you possible. you got to show me how to do that. Well, that's... It's that's, almost that's like you should make a show about it. He's this. actually right, because I'm sitting next to a bonsai tree, which is very Miyagi-Do, uh -huh. and I'm actually feeling that he may be onto something. Right. Did it make you feel more at peace? Yes, I've been working on this for a long time. <laughs> like you're its <laughs> dad. My personal bonsai. <laughs> yeah, I, I bring it with me everywhere. He gave it to me at season one. I cracked <laughs> it on the ground, and I put it in this uh, Very good idea to give him a plastic and, one. Yeah. That was a good call. Ralph, for the first time kind of ever, Daniel is absolutely not in control of everything that's going on with his family, and also you know, an actual real threat of physical danger. You talk about how that would be for him. I embrace that going into this this season, being able to rough him up a little bit and unhinged in all areas of his life, losing a grip on plenty because he has, he is the only one who knows who Terry Silver is. 
So often when you're the only one who knows the truth to everyone else around you, you look like the crazy, or come off as the crazy being gaslit. Person. Terry Silver starts picking him apart, and it's it's that psych warfare part of it. He gets inside his head. He has no one to, to call on, and, and so he has to do it himself. And once he starts to lose pieces of the foundation of the groundedness of what his life is being his wife. And once that blow up happens at the end of episode four, a really strong scene with uh, Courtney Hangler, who's just wonderful and been begging for that scene for a couple of seasons. I said, let's have a knockdown drag out, you know, marital argument never fit into the story. And now it did. So I was really excited to have these places to go. In, in truth, it brings other colors and layers to Daniel LaRusso, mm. where in previous seasons at times, he, he was, in the valley and in this, this the Cobra Kai story, at times he, you didn't get to see all that. He had to be what he was to propel the story and less three-dimensional at some times. And so I was really excited with season five to dive into that, to have to not have that mentor there or that partner and his wife or the business family or his kids there looking up to him yeah. and and have to deal with that alone. I love know? that LaRusso. I love yeah, LaRusso. Was, I, mean, I love him broken at his bottom and raw and beat up. You know, because they, I the thing- I think it's a great thing. It is great. I loved it. And, and I, I, I'm in. <laughs> I love I'm in that. Because, because the, the, you know, you go back to the Karate Kid. Daniel Russo is the protagonist of that film, that story. The, 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 the kid next door, overcoming obstacles, fatherless teen, trying to navigate a fish out of water. All of those things, and so all of those themes are kind of in this season for LaRusso. So it's very Karate Kid, even though completely Cobra Kai. That stuff, all that arc into that to when you come in at the end of that episode, you know. Yeah, when you're standing like, there up and it's chosen and, and I, I love it. I was very moved when I first saw that. I yeah. mean, it was like I had a little lump in my throat yeah. seeing Johnny Lawrence and I'm gonna be here for my friend. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's you right, know, yeah. The ultimate right. rivals and yeah. they have each other's Don't back. mess with my LaRusso, man. <laughs> it's sweet, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, It is good stuff, uh, but we do actually have a, a clip of oh, Daniel I... getting his butt kicked. Okay, oh, let's watch talk about that. that. That's it. Take a look. <laughs> the real Johnny Lawrence. I've seen this a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Well, then you could chew. And now that the writing's on the wall, you want to surrender? No, no, no. We are way past the time for white flags, Danny boy. <laughs> Sound it. Those wall hits. Look at those knuckles. It's blood. So what? Make believe it's his. This guy wants to break, humiliate you, ah! stop you into the ground. Ah! And what are you gonna do about it? Our Game of Thrones. <laughs> For sure. So that wasn't an arm break, I guess. <laughs> I guess not. It was not an arm break. <laughs> oh my gosh. Tough day at the office. What I, what I, so yeah. that was not an elbow snap. When he no. got you that way, he didn't no. just snap your elbow. It's his shoulder. Oh, okay. No. I was... they, you know, the post-production guy said, let's put a crunch Didn't I hear a Yeah, I heard yeah, a crunch. Yeah, well, they have fun. They <laughs> you know, they have fun. They... Sounded like your arm. Like, oh, no, man. 
know, and some, of, and I, some of that could have been the ah in slow yes, motion. You yes. know, they dragged the little sound design there. Yeah, that's. How uh, did you not beat? How did you not beat him? I know. He's, I mean, he's, he's clearly six, there's so many openings. <laughs> the guy's legs are so long. It's like. He's six and six. he's uh, six five, but, but he, he felt six six. Yeah, he's so <laughs> tall. Time. His legs are just so long, yeah. and he can uh, really move him oh, out there. Like he's amazing. Like a mile. Yeah. yeah but what was it like to film that scene? That was uh, we do stuff in pieces, but I wanted to do pretty long stretches of it by design of the fight. We took our time finding all of that, uh, all of those beats in there. It's always got to play to what's going on narratively, story wise, character. So for that scene, that's Larusso. Unhinged. This guy, you know, he talks about his his wife Amanda and how easy it was to manipulate her, and he can't wait to get the Cobra Kai geese on his kids. He's mm-hmm. just, you know, he, he, Silver has Daniel in the palm of his hand right there. So it is that that's that psychological advantage. Because the real pain is about to begin. What was it like working with Yuji? He's great. He was just um, and is. Just the, the sweetest guy, so well prepared, so he cares so much about being authentic and, and the responsibility of, of carrying out his character. Honk. <laughs> I'm sure you've been asked this a million times, but what is it like reuniting with all of these people after so long? It's like the ultimate, you know, high school reunion every yeah. season. It's amazing. Yeah. I don't think I've seen any other show like manage to do that. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, so cool. it's really. Was it season two when the Cobra Kai's came back? I think. Yes. And, uh, yes. Yeah. The, so, the OG Cobra Kai. Yeah, when the original Cobra Kai's came back, those were my guys. When we did the movie, I felt I missed them in season one. <laughs> like I really missed them in season one. I felt like, wait, where's my I'm Johnny's the head of the snake, but where's the rest? And um, when they came back, it was like we went and did Big Bear in the show. Went to Big Bear, and we actually have done that in real life. We've been up in Big Bear. We've camped okay. out, and so it was like, you know, life imitating art, art imitating life. It looks like things aren't uh, looking great for Johnny at the end of the season at, at Terry's place. How do you think that previous seasons Johnny would have handled that fight? Where would they have gotten their inspiration from? But I think what's different about this season and the other ones is he's empowered by Whiskey and White Claw. <laughs> and so right, I, don't, I don't think he would have probably walked into that, <laughs> <laughs> into that uh, dungeon without uh, a little bit of liquid uh, courage. But he also has a purpose. I mean, the truth is Johnny has a purpose now. He's fighting for something bigger than himself, and that's a new life, a baby being born. The stakes are high, and it's personal, and so that's where he digs down deep when he sees the, the photograph mm-hmm. and um, finds that extra surge, a shot of adrenaline that kicks in, and even though he's half dead, he's able to somehow manage to throw all these uh, black belts around the room. <laughs> Smash them at the table. Just one black and white photo. Yeah, just, just one black and white photo. You know, it's okay. Kids, kids keep it's that like ultrasound around. It's like We're in. Daniel and Johnny had a sort of role reversal this season as Daniel's family life is falling apart. Johnny was really stepping up to be a better father and role model. Let's take a look at some of what happened there. You literally just said he wasn't here. Yeah, I lied again. Not my fault you fell for it twice. It's true. But you guys are right. Tricking you into lunch wasn't my best effort. So I did some interneting. Found a bunch of strategies for building trust and teamwork through cooperative exercises. The least lame one is called an escape room. How it works. I know what an escape room is and I'm not doing it. Yeah, that goes double for me. I reversed the doorknobs. It's locked from the inside. And this is the only key. <laughs> William, two questions. First, uh, how did Johnny come up with that? And second, how did he do that so fast? 
Um, well, might have appeared fast. I mean, what was that? Three or four cases of Coors Banquet. So mm. that's a morning breakfast for him. That was easy. <laughs> Just cut those suckers up. Um, you know, he re reverse engineered the doorknob. You know, he was a handyman. He could do that. Glued the window shut. Not a problem. He goggled um, uh, conflict resolution. Um, Great. Okay. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about, obviously, a very significant transformation from female body investigator to baby-proofing a teenage conflict resolution expert. Yeah, well, those are two opposite. I mean, that's A to Z right there. I think Johnny just liked the shirt. You know, it's at FBI, and it, it could have said, you know, anything on the back. But really, at that, that point, he's, uh, you know, he's uh, he doesn't know he's about to have a baby, and uh, he's got to pull himself together. And he never had a dad. He had Crease, and he made a lot of mistakes with Robbie, and he doesn't want to make that again. And the fear of that catapults him into this moment where he needs to baby-proof his apartment and search the interweb <laughs> and uh, try to make, <laughs> so you can stick your finger in the light sockets and not get a shock. And he's trying to, you know, he, he has no reference though. I mean, that's what's great about him is he has a very small box uh, to pull from. It's true. Yeah, that's right. Repeat off to me. You ready? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Johnny and Daniel. Mm. Johnny this and Daniel. Jan Johnny and like, Daniel. Like... We've been through therapy on this. Go ahead, do it again. Are the Ross and Rachel. Wait, you have to repeat after you this? Yes. I mean, You're failing miserably. So even you could do She's doing it three words at a time. Making it super simple. Okay. Johnny and Daniel. Johnny, Johnny and Daniel. Are the Ross and Rachel. Are the Ross, Ross and Rachel. Rachel. Of karate. Of karate. Thoughts. Uh, who's Ross and who's Rachel? <laughs> he doesn't watch network television. Their relationship, even they said that at the beginning. You that do was, a good so You talk about this well. Like, as soon as we... Well, it's, it's, you know, it's the, we love them together and we love them when they're at each other's throats. But true. they, you know, and, it, it, and now in season five, you look at uh, the entertainment factor and the, and the enjoyment of watching Johnny and Daniel work together. And Chris, you've been wishing, the audience is way ahead of them. They're like, you guys should be friends. In season one, we were hearing that. Yeah. My favorite thing about the show is that you have to just believe that Everybody in this entire universe, all they care about is karate. That's right. right. Oh, yeah. Hundred everybody, just, everything yeah. is solved. Yeah, I probably I, people ask me that question. I said, <laughs> I love I'd, it. I'd probably take up another sport <laughs> and move. <laughs> north. Just get out yeah, of the yeah, valley, soccer's dude. Soccer's closed. Uh, there's no football, not, baseball. There's no sports <laughs> in the no, valley. No, there's just one. karate. Just karate everywhere. And yeah. Pick a side. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. You guys have known each other for a really long time. What's your dynamic like off screen? Oh, it's really difficult. It's yeah. so hard. Very, very Feeling hard. a lot of tension. It's hell on earth, yeah. people. It's, yeah. hell on it's earth. not easy. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, we're good buddies and friends, and we have a lot in common. And we came, we became, I think, reconnected at uh, Pat Morita's funeral after yeah. many years of him going his way, and uh, that was our kind of center point. Then we did, I did a music video. I remember I did a thing called Sweep the Leg, and called Ralph up, and he did that, and we kind of both together dipped into the Cobra Kai Karate Kid universe at that moment, and then. How I Met Your Mother came along, and mm -hmm. we had this fun time on that, and our worlds just kept going like this. Yeah, it just said, no matter how hard I try. Right, how how, how yeah. do you try to get away from me? I'm like, yeah, hey, like my number. Hello, how's you, you breaking up? Valley. Breaking up. Yeah. All no. the elevators I ran up to, wait, Ralph, wait, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> like over. Oh, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm really trying. Run to up the stairs button. to the second one, Ralph, Ralph. <laughs> um, <laughs> where is he? Where is he? <laughs> no, it, listen, Changing it's hotels. It's amazing how that that journey. You know, we. We did this movie together, and then was, you know, it was decades, if not, you know, close to decades, where we hadn't seen each other. You know, lives get in the way, and and uh, and then when Pat passed, you know, we, yeah. it was a, it was meaningful to see Billy there. It was interesting for me carrying the Karate Kid. Hey, you're the Karate Kid. You're the Karate Kid. You know, all my life has been part of that, and to see the perspective of. 
his vision of what it's like to be connected to that one entity mm. and uh, and the chemistry that that just we've life and wisdom has gone on and here we are again and it was yeah. um now everybody calls you the karate and really man the cool karate man you. yeah don't you play the, You're the karate man on that show? karate man yeah <laughs> but what was cool i think in that scene when we first saw each other because before that moment even in rehearsals i don't think we really personified the characters as much but, like when when you came in it was game on and i'm really i mean we were in a complete character completely out of ourselves and there was something, the chemistry just happened. And we yep. just, everybody felt it. We felt it. We're like, wow, this chemistry is, is still alive. And it's even, it's even maybe more about, yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. Did you expect people to love the show as much as they do when you were starting out? No, I mean, I, I feel like it blew well, up fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I kind of didn't. I mean, I, I, was, I kept saying, Are we, how's it looking? And like, oh, people are going to freak out. I mean, when you're playing, it's very vulnerable to do and it. And we're so inside. We're so close to it. So it's too hard to be. Yeah. protective of these guys. Yeah. So. It's like your whole lives. It's yeah, and we were like, you know, when we got pitched and everything, we're like, if this misses, this is going to miss bad. Right. <laughs> like, if this doesn't work, it been very it's going to be not a good thing. Yeah. And so, but thankfully, we have the amazing creators and a great team. Right. And, and at the time, know, it just, you know, the timing, timing was right. Is so, it's such yeah. a big part yeah. of anything, even with the original film. I mean, it was just the right sure. summer for that, the right casting, the right, uh, everything just came together. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. again, it's really quite unique. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. And congratulations. Thank you. I loved it. Love season five. Love the whole show. And it's been wonderful talking to you both thank today. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, great Ash to be Brown, here. thank you. Ash Brown. For me? <laughs> yes. <you're welcome. laughs> Thank you to the showrunners and this incredible cast for joining me at Netflix Geek for Cobra Kai Unlocked Season 5. Make sure you follow us at Netflix Geek and remember, Cobra Kai never dies.